everybody, I'm Jack Midkiff, and I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's uh, always a really, just really an honor and a privilege to know um, when people say, hey, I watched your podcast, or I listened to your podcast, or whatever. I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. Um, I, ha- I get some emails and some um, people coming through socials or whatever, and they'll tell me that it was a blessing. And, and I just want you to know that uh, it really means a lot to me that you would click on and listen. So it is always my desire that I can either make you feel better. I can either give you inspiration. I can make you laugh. I can do something like that because um, that's the whole purpose. My desire is to bring joy into a world that has got a lot of sadness. And so um, so share these with people that you know. Share them with the people that you love. Share them with people that you don't love, because maybe they need something that, that would make you love them. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get started. But before I do, I want to, I just want to say a word of prayer and to um, just welcome the Holy Spirit uh, even on days that, that I don't necessarily talk about um, biblical things, I am a spirit, I live in a body, and I possess a soul. Everything that I do and that we do, we, it's, a, it's, it's all a spiritual event in our life. So I always want to invite the spirit to be a part of that. So I want to do that right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all your blessings and your goodness. I ask you to... Just bless this topic today to let us grow stronger and better because of the revelation that you give us, not only through your word, but just through prayer and through um, times of just pondering and meditating on who you are. In Jesus' name, speak to us today. Amen. Well, today's topic is a topic that I have uh, talked about a little bit sporadically here and there just you know because it's been such a part of my life for the last six years but today I want to hit it face on and I think I'm ready to do that because I still I run into people all the time that are facing this situation and they ask me well what did you do or how did you handle this and a lot of times I don't feel like that I can say or have the authority to say well there's here's the way you do it here's the what you know you do it like this and you connect point a to point b and that and you get to c but i can certainly tell you today that we have had plenty of experience in the last six years dealing with not only the very moment of death but dealing with the aftermath of someone that we love so much passing away from this life and going to heaven to be with the Lord. At this recording, I woke up this morning to a message from one of my cousins um, in West Virginia, and she just simply said, uh, just want to let you know that my dad passed away in his sleep last night or yesterday or sometime. So we deal with death all the time now some people have dealt with death 
on a closer basis than others. For instance, I know people my age that still have a grandparent, or at least in my generation, that have a grandparent still here, or, you know, of course have mom or dad, mom and dad, have been married for years, their children are all well, and I'm so thankful for them. I really am. I'm so grateful that they haven't tasted or felt the sting of death. When I was 10 years old, in the same year, I had two of my grandparents pass away. My mom on my dad's side, my, my I'm sorry, my grandmother on my dad's side, and my grandfather on my mom's side. And then at different times through the years, you know, here I sat today at 53 years old. Of course, uh, all my grandparents are, are passed away. And then at 17, my father passed away. That took me into a whole nother, <laughs> a whole other route in life, if you would. And I prayed and I asked God this morning not for me not to get all emotional. Cause, so I'm going to try to suppress that just so I can talk to you. But if you see this, my apologies. And then um, I met my wife when I was 20 years old. I actually met her when I was 19, and a few months later we, we got married. So from the age of 20 until I was almost 47 years old, just had this amazing, not without a few struggles here and there, not without a few, you know, bumps to go over and all that, but we had this amazing life. And then in 2013, went to the doctor with my wife. She was having a few issues and walked out of that doctor's office in uh, late November of 2013, just devastated, just totally devastated. Caught off guard by death and by by the spirit of death once again because see you have to understand and this is where i want to begin maybe helping someone that is in this place we are a spirit i am a spirit i live in a body you live in a body we possess souls which is our mind our will our intellect our emotions our personality and Satan knows that he can't, he can't get you spiritually. If you're a Christian and you're dedicated to God, he can't get you spiritually. You are going to heaven. Your spirit is, someone once said, when you get saved, you're as much, you know, in heaven as if you were already there. You know, I mean, it's just, I'm thankful for the assurance that I have and the hope that I have. But what he loves to do, because he's a thief, he, he comes to, the word says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If he can take our life that has to do with our physical being and, and our soulish realm, if he can take that, then he stops the purpose from going forward on the earth that God's placed in you. 
And so um, I look at that differently today. I look at it from more of a defensive standpoint and more of an offensive, not offended, but offensive being just meeting him before he has a chance to come into my house. I get up every morning and I plead the blood over my children, over my homes, over my vehicles, over my life and my health. And I, I, I call out to the Lord and, and declare Psalm 91 to be real and relevant in my life that day, which says that he gives angels charge over me and over us as Christians because we can be saved on our way to heaven and if we're not attentive to the things on the earth, Satan can still come in and take things away from us. But if we take authority over him in the name of Jesus, then he doesn't have the right or the ability. It's kind of like, and I've said this, some people are going to say, oh, yeah, 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 I've heard that over and over. But it's about the best illustration until the Lord gives me another one. It's about the best illustration I can come up with. It's like having a really good alarm system on your house, but failing to set it. And so, therefore, the thief, because the thief is always, I mean, people don't come to your house and go, hey, hey, I'm going to be here tonight at, uh, in the morning at 2.35 a.m., and I'm going to steal everything you got. They don't do that, right? They wait until they feel like that you're not paying attention, or you're not at home, or that you're most vulnerable, and they come in and they take what they want because there's no, there's, there's no protection. But if you have that alarm set, and if you're paying attention, and if you're vigilant, if you're if you're waiting and wait, if you're laying in wait for them, they come through the house and 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 you go, uh-uh, <laughs> out, and you call nine one, they go to jail, and and you still got your stuff. What's well, the same way with Satan? He is come to steal, kill, and destroy. But in the same verse, John ten ten, it says. But Christ has come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. In the book of Matthew, Jesus says, All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Matter of fact, in one translation, it says, In all parts of the universe. So there's not one, one point of existence that Christ doesn't have all authority and all power. In the next verse, he says, you now, talking to the disciples, which is our spiritual, um, you know, forefathers. And he looks at them and he says, now you go into all the earth and preach the gospel and the good news. And, and what he was saying is, is you take my authority and use it. And so today I'm telling you, I look at death in a different way. Uh, I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared of um, of dying. Um, I, I, I don't want to die early, and I don't want my children to die. I don't want my loved ones to die early because they have purposes, and I have a purpose, and I want it to be completely fulfilled before we leave this earth. So, so in 2016, on June 4th at about 11.50 p.m., on Charlotte Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee, we watched LaDonna take her last breath. Coming out of that day, I looked at my three children and I said, we're going to laugh 
every moment we can. We're going to cry when we have to and when we need to, and we're going to trust God. I haven't been successful every moment doing that. I haven't been successful in the last six years of following that rule, but it's it's remained my guideline. You know, sometimes you know what your guideline is, even though you deviate from it some, but you always have a home base. And I still stand by the fact, if you are dealing with the death of a loved one today, laugh every moment you can. You know why? Because a merry heart doth good like a medicine. You need to heal. And without the right medicine, sometimes we can't heal. God is our medicine. A merry heart doth good like a medicine. Get your soul happy. Get up every day and get your soul happy. Don't put yourself in position, and this is where I kind of failed a little bit, don't put yourself in a position where your soul can't be happy. Keep yourself in a place with God to where you're free. Pursue Him, because in Him, I can live, move, breathe, and have my being, right? In Him is freedom. But you choose wrong things, and you walk out of freedom. So first of all, stay in a place where your soul can, can get happy. Where you can watch a movie, even in the middle of dealing with grief, you watch a movie and you can laugh. Because laughter is good. And you know what? That baseline of laugh as much as possible, cry when we have to, and trust God, that's still my baseline today. Anybody that I deal with, that I talk to, that I pastor, that I minister to, that is dealing with um, the loss of someone uh, in your life in other words you lose them in this life they're not lost you know where they're at so but they're gone from here i always use that that re- point of reference because that's what the lord gave me to tell my children and and i still believe that's good so today if you're dealing with or have dealt with it doesn't mean that you when you laugh it doesn't mean um that it's that you don't love that person i got news for you if they are in christ they're laughing they're worshiping they're, they the joy of the lord is not just their strength they are joy today they're walking as that because they're in heaven right so do that now there's something about the sting of death that is very peculiar. And you have to understand that that sting is strong. I feel like today, after six years of, quite frankly, some mistakes and some very hard times, I do feel like that my heart is healed today. However, that doesn't mean that there'll just be moments that I go, okay, why am I crying? Because I'm not pining anymore. I don't lay in my bed at night and grieve like I did. I don't wake up with my pillow wet like I did. I still wish, you know, LaDonna was here. 
But last week, as I'm as I'm recording this, last week I was at a conference and I I run into some people that uh, LaDonna and I had met back in the early 2000s, and they had actually came to our church in 2006, and he had preached and she had sang, and I hadn't seen them in years. As a matter of fact, I hadn't seen them since then, and had talked to them maybe a time or two. But you know, you you have acquaintances, and even though nothing wrong or nothing's bad but, but those acquaintances don't necessarily become close friends and so therefore maybe you don't see them ever again or for a long time and that's kind of what the case was on these two individuals very sweet very awesome people pastoring a, a great church as i understand in in alabama but i walked up and he didn't they neither recognized me but I recognized them, and I walked up, and I called his name, and he looked at me, and I, I said, hey, I'm Jackie Midkiff, and they both were like, oh, my goodness, you know, how you doing? Well, during the process, I just, uh, because I hadn't seen them in years, I just said, um, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, my wife passed away six years ago. Well, when I said that, the lady she went, and I wasn't at all sad. I wasn't at. I wasn't thinking about that, other than just the fact that I was just letting them know where we were in life and all that. But when she went, man, it just that that emotion hit me, and I still wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't feel grief. I didn't feel sadness. But that emotion immediately hit me, and I guess her, and I even told her, I said, I said, I apologize for becoming emotional. I said, I said, I guess the way you reacted just kind of drew it out of me. But, and then I started thinking about that and praying about that, and I remember the scripture in 1 Corinthians 15 where it talks about that we shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. You know that scripture. I'm not going to read it. But, but there's a point in there where it says, when the Lord comes back and this thing is all over, and this is, this is great hope to me. <laughs> he said, at that point, then the Lord is going to say, grave, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? So the sting of death is a real thing. But the hope we have in Christ Jesus <laughs> gives us power to know that once we get through the grieving process and we get through the, the, the pining, as I call it, I don't know if that's right or not, but that's what I feel like I've done for LaDonna. When we get through that pining process and we get through that, that yearning and longing and we begin to get healed. And I will reiterate, yes, I still become emotional, but I am healed today. I, I'm, 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 I'm thankful for that healing today. But that sting, we still have to deal with it from time to time because it's just we, I'm a spirit, and my spirit today is so excited that LaDonna is where she's at because she has reached the pinnacle of where we desire to be. It wasn't under 
It wasn't under the terms that I wanted. It wasn't even under the terms, and, and this may con be controversial to some, but it even, wasn't even under the terms of what I believe God's intent was. And you say, well, he's in control of everything, but we fight against a thief. And that's what I'm telling you. He, he will come in and he will steal from us. And that's what I feel like he did from us. But now, once you get that resolve that you're not getting it anymore, you're not, you're not coming into my house. Just some of you all may or may not know that just months after um, LaDonna passed away, my oldest son was diagnosed with cancer. And, and we just began to war. And I began to set boundaries. And I said, no, Satan, in the name of Jesus, he is going to live and not die and proclaim the works of the Lord. Well, that's been uh, at least four or five years ago since he's been declared uh cancer-free and he's still cancer-free today and i'm so thankful so going through that that process of that that valley of the shadow of death because a, once a person is conceived in the womb they never die once that heartbeat one once let me say it like once that spirit is conceived once once that god-given when a man and woman conceives a baby and that that spirit is birthed from God, it's an eternal being. My spirit is an eternal being, just like God is an eternal being. That's why I say I'm a spirit of living a body and a possessive soul. This this if if the Lord doesn't return, uh, yes, I will go to heaven. I mean, I will I will uh, pass away from this earth one day, but but my spirit will not. My body will and so we have to understand that once we are brought into life and and con at conception and and that that spirit becomes a living being we're eternal so LaDonna has gone she's passed from death unto life so we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And that part, we have to deal with. Those of us that are left on this earth, we have to deal with it. And it's not fun. It's not easy. But I always say this. You don't need easy. You just need possible. And Christ makes all things possible. Now, I've been told this over and over in my life. And I disagree with it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been told that time heals all things. That's a lie straight out of hell. The reason I say that so strongly is because if you don't allow God to heal you and you just cover it up, just as soon as you face that very thing again, then that open wound is going to be there and you're still not healed. But if you allow Christ to heal you, then what time does is gives you the opportunity to be healed because the process of being healed from losing a loved one on this earth, it is a process. And we go all the way back to the Old Testament and we read where it says uh, there's a time to live, there's a time to die, there's a time to grieve. And so, you know, everything with God is seed, time, and harvest. The seed and the harvest are our part, and the time in between those gives God time to do His part. So, as you go through the process 
of healing, open up and let God heal you. And don't do things that inhibit you to be able. And I made some mistakes I, I, during that process, during the last years. I, 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 made, I made some major mistakes. Follow the heart of God. The reason I made the biggest mistake that I made is because of fear, quite frankly. And that's all I'm going to get into that. Fear of, of losing again. Fear of not having and in fact, fear doesn't birth anything good. Fear will only birth the things that your flesh uh, desires because you, you fear in your flesh, you fear in your soul, and you do things in your flesh that then produces bad things. And that's what I did. Don't do that. So, so what do you do, uh, Pastor Jack, to keep from that happening? You seek God every day, and you... Don't allow the distractions of this world. Listen, it's not easy, but it's possible. Go to God and um, just stay alert. Stay so alert. He is your source. Not another person, not another relationship, not another anything. God is your source. So I'm here to tell you today that my family, we still miss LaDonna. Oh, my goodness. Yes, but I do believe that healing has come. I declare that my children are healed. I don't know them inside the way, you know, they do, but I declare and decree that they are healed. I declare and decree that I am healed. And today I just want to, as I, as I leave you and as I come to an end on this, I just want to decree and declare that you are healed. Because if you've dealt with the the end of the end of a life of someone you love dearly, you may have made the statement, "I can't go on." I want to help you. Yes, you can. Greater is He that is inside of you, that is living in your spirit, than He that is in the world that's bringing oppression. If you're a child of God, you cannot be possessed by satan you can only be oppressed that means it's on the outside that means that you have the great greater is he that is in you than he that is on in the world that's on the outside stay focused stay hungry for god don't be distracted by your by your grief don't be distracted by your loneliness and understand that you either deal with grief or you allow a spirit of grief to come in. The spirit of grief can come in and, and manipulate you. And I just speak freedom to you today. I speak wholeness to you today. That that spirit of grief has to leave you alone. Once I understood that and I, I began to speak to that spirit, I began to heal. So today... Laugh as much if you're dealing with the loss of a loved one or you know what? If if you find yourself in the near future or something. In that position, which I pray that you don't, I pray that you will set the alarm system, that you will set the perimeters around your life and around your family's life that Satan can't cross, plead the blood over them because he can't cross over the bloodline. But you know what, if you do find yourself or maybe you find 
yourself in a position to minister to someone that's that's going through something. Encourage them to laugh as much as possible. A merry heart doth good like a medicine. Cry when you need to. Go through the process. There's a time to cry, but then there's a time to stop from crying. And then trust God. He is your source with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him because he's got a plan for you. I want to pray over you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these that are with me today. And I ask you to use this, use this teaching or talk or whatever we want to call it, this podcast, to help somebody not have to uh, deal with the pain and the hurt in a way or be devastated or be crippled by that. Because, God, I know that in you we live, we move, we breathe, and we have our being. And we declare victory, not only in our lives, but in those that are attached to this podcast today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to invite you to follow me on all the socials. It's Jack underscore Midkiff on all my stuff, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, I think, uh, TikTok. So... I promise I'll do my best to keep you encouraged and keep you uplifted. I will do my best to speak life to you every day that I can. And because, hey, you got this thing. You got this thing. Tell everybody about this podcast. I'll see you next time. Thanks for being a part of uh, the Jack Midkiff Podcast.